Hey, Robin, check it out. Bob, what are you, what are you doing in that trailer truck? <laughs> I've, I've just come from the All Songs Considered Warehouse, you know, where we keep all the albums and all the songs we've played over the years. I've filled the truck with boxes and boxes of records so I can drive around the country and deliver copies for all of our listeners to hear. I mean, I... What? what? <laughs> I know we love to get more music from more artists out to more people, but there's a much easier way to do this. What do you mean? How? Look, we have the All Songs Considered podcast, yeah? If listeners just support the podcast, they can help ensure they'll keep hearing new musical discoveries by artists from all over the world. All they have to do is make a donation to the public radio station of their choice. So how would they do that? Just go to donate.npr.org slash music to get started. You make a donation and help get more voices and more music to more people. And you can do it from anywhere, your home or anywhere. You don't need this truck. Amazing. So that's donate.npr.org slash music. Donate.npr.org slash music. Go now. I'm on my way. From NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Sydney Madden. And this is the music of Philly powerhouse singer Jasmine Sullivan. You said that I've been acting different, yeah. Funny how I finally flipped the script on ya. When you the one who's double dipping, yeah. You so sloppy how I caught you slipping up. You're off the lease, run me my keys. No more popping up the idiot. I ain't even got the miles to trip on ya. No phone. Who is this? Brand new, like the whip. Rack it up, no assist. Maybe bitch, I ain't average. Wake up, beat a zip. Hennessy, take a sip. Jeans. I'm too thick. I ain't got no room for extra baggage. Don't forget to come and pick up your feelings. Don't leave no pieces. You need to hurry and pick up your feelings. While I'm this is the song Pick Up Your Feelings from Jasmine's album Hotels. It's Jasmine's first release in six years, and it's NPR Music's pick for Album of the Year. Jasmine technically calls Hotels an EP, but it's a breathtaking and deeply personal concept piece that shares and examines what she calls the untold stories of women, and it's resonated all year long. I tapped in with Jasmine about how she made Hotels, the inspiration behind these stories, and the characters who inhabit them. She began our conversation by explaining why this is the most important project she's ever worked on. It was such a community project. I was able to get my closest friends, my best friends on it, my family to tell their stories. And and it be included in this project is um, something I always have. And um, it just means a lot to me that I was able to do that with the people that I love the most. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I, I love how you say community. It, it feels very communal. It feels maternal too. And it's it's funny because in the last year we've had to redefine community or find new ways to connect to our community during the Panini, right? So what was it like creating this in the midst of the whirlwind mess that was 2020? It felt amazing to be able to have these conversations and talk to the people that you love when you actually couldn't really physically be with them. You know, we spent a lot of time away from our loved ones. And so all we really had was calling each other on the phone and maybe emailing each other or on Instagram or whatever. But you had you cherish that even more when when you know that's really all you have. 
But if you really, really are close with people and you love them, whatever time that you can get with them means everything. So yeah, talking to them about this stuff through all the mess that we were going through meant a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's now it's like a time capsule of everyone's point of views. And, and it's a pretty tightly compact, agile type of album. It's eight songs, six interludes. And let me tell you, I'm not usually an interlude girl personally, but the interludes really make it sing. Not to say you're not saying because you sang and we know this, but it's it's so funny how a lot of the interludes do uh, do double duty. They actually triple duty. They share your community. They share other people's points of view on the ins and outs of love, lust, relationships. And then they punctuate the themes that you hit home with on on your songs. Um, And a lot of the interviews read either as a sermon, like Donna's tale. You have sex because you know your husband is going to give you what the fuck you want the next day. Girl, I got to give him something so I can get this. No, no, you, you fucking hoeing me. She read about it. No, she read about it. She read about it. She read about it. You don't want to do it. Let's keep this shit fucking real. You fucking your husband so you can get what the fuck you want. The organs and the she raw but she real gets me every time, every single time. And then Amanda's tale, which truly feels like a therapy session. One person that I gotta look over my shoulder. Looking at these girls on Instagram, and it's hard sometimes because I don't have all that that they have. And sex has become my superpower. It's like sex is where I, I'm finding my worth. You know, it's that's the one thing that I know I can make you keep coming back. That at the end of the day, even if you don't really want me, I know you're gonna want In that. In one way, it's empowering, and another way, it's it's sad. I feel moments of sadness knowing that, you know, just me alone and who I am is not enough. So how did you come up with the idea to structure the album this way and include so many people that are important in your life, so many women? I had a meeting with my A&R and the president of RCA, and we were trying to figure out kind of where to go after reality show. And I was expressing that, you know, I really didn't know what to say, what to talk about. I was really nervous about actually starting a new project. We were talking through some things and we came up with the idea of making it a concept project. And so I went home and I thought about it some more and I tried to think what it is that I actually really had to offer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought the conversations that I've had with my girlfriends or with my loved ones throughout these years, I feel are really important and have really raised me and helped me be the woman that I am now and will continue to help me to grow. And it was just something that I felt I wanted to share. And I contacted a few of my girls and I asked them if they would mind helping me out and, and talking about some things that we talk about and really bearing their souls and they were down. And, you know, I feel like the tales are just as much or just as important as the songs because they give the songs really depth. you know, they tell a story, but sometimes you don't understand the why of a person within the story. And so these tales show that you can mm-hmm. look at the lyrics and, and see the song and it'll tell you exactly what's going on. But like, I wanted to, I wanted to show people why people are motivated to do certain things and, and, you know, what their thought process is. And it was a long process. My mom hooked up the actual, the Donna's tale. That was a, 
like a girls' night with like the older women. <laughs> It sounded like it. It sounded. It sounded wild. Let me tell it got you. Wild. It got wilder than uh, my friends. It got wilder than me. <laughs> it actually was cool to hear that though, because you know, you look at, you think about older women, and you're like, oh, they don't understand, you know, right. um, what we're going through as younger women. They def- they do. You know, they they've been through it, and it tells us that we're not that far apart, and you know, we're connected in a lot more ways than we think we are as women because we go through a lot of the same things in this journey. And in the cross-generational pull of it, it shows you like, even if even if the playing field of dating and, you know, the apps and everything, certain parts of it has changed, it's still the same human interactions that we have to uh, suss through, right? And But that's what I loved about it was just that community that made us all feel like not that we're living the same exact life because we aren't. But there are some things that are very much the same that we feel and that we go through. And, and, you know, I love that about that is that it's bringing so many women together and we're able to have these conversations and not judge each other, but, you know, be open to it towards each other and, and help each other. I just feel like that's the only way that all of us can grow if, if, if we just we create space for each other to speak and share our stories. And it's created that world. And, and I'm most proud of that. Why is it so important for you to create safe spaces for women to talk like this, for women to be real and be raw? It's important because I really feel like we need each other. And I really feel like the only way that we can be our best is if we have other women holding us up. And that's rang true for me. Like I I would not be half the woman that I am if I didn't have my girlfriends, even still to this day, my girlfriend just, you know, was telling me hard truths that I needed to hear. And it's a beautiful thing when you have that with a group of women that you can trust. And I just want to expand that. Not only can we have that within our inner circle, let's expand it y'all. Let's, let's all, let's all look out for each other and um, have great intentions for each other and want the best for each other and and even check each other if we need be like let's make this let's make this a movement where we all are one accord because that's the only way that we're gonna win and we have so many obstacles to fight you know it's hard for women out here it's hard like we we are told that we have to be perfect and mm-hmm. we have to live up to so many standards and that shit is like impossible first of all but it gets to us and but if you have women around you that's telling you you're beautiful. And what if you have that reassurance from, from women, I believe um, it helps you in the long run. And so I just wanted to make it even bigger than just the relationships that I have with my girls. It's like an act of love too. Yeah. And be our best. I mean, we already the bomb, you know what I'm saying? But together, <laughs> if Black women all come together, what? It's nothing we can't do. Like, it's, it's literally nothing we can't do. Were there any topics on here that you were scared or apprehensive to touch and that you had to really work your hardest on to get through? I think for me, Bodies was, although it was a fun song, it was it was a song that touched closely for me because I did go through a point where I was being a little messy. I wasn't careful mm-hmm. with who I was sharing myself with and sharing my time with. And though I was I was healing, I was healing in the wrong way. And um, once I didn't notice it, though, until after I, I actually created the song and even after I, I put it on the project, I was like, oh, that was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gotta stop getting fucked up. What did I have in my cup? I don't know where I'll 
together bitch like whoa yeah it's like a self-checking like what up now you you going too far and, and i mean there's a difference between you know taking ownership of your body and if you just love to have sex and you being responsible you love yourself and that's just what you like to do there's a difference between that and then and when you're looking for validation and uh-huh. um you looking for somebody to kind of fill a void that's what's in there so there's so many different angles of life that the project hits and some even contradictory to each other, but that's life. You know, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It's messy. You all you up and down, you all over the place. And, and sometimes you, you go through something, you think you got the lesson and you realize you don't, but um, l- let's give ourselves grace. Let's give each other's each other grace. Let's have community, you know, just, it's just all those elements all in one. That's probably one of my favorite aspects about this project. You just show that there's so many more layers than a lot of people want to give us credit for or the media wants to show, right? And and I think the time between um, your last project, uh, Reality Show, and now, there's been a lot of changes in storytelling and, and representation. And I mean, you were ahead of the curve because the pen game been on with you. But I'm I'm thinking like people like, SZA, Ari Lennox, who's also featured on this project, her, who's also on the project, Summer Walker, and I've I've even heard you uh, make references to Cardi B and Lizzo, who are who just live so boldly and unabashedly, and revealing the layers of black womanhood that go beyond the stereotypes and beyond the tropes of like strong black woman or Jezebel or the code switcher, the corporate baddie, the gold digger, you know? Right. You're right. We we are so layered. And that's why it was so important for me to include so many different women from so many different backgrounds and just show like you cannot put us in a box. You can't you can't put us in a box to save your life. Like we are too colorful, but it's all beautiful. And, and show it. Show us. And that's what I was trying to do. And what do you think has marked this new wave of storytelling in R&B where we show our imperfections a lot more honestly, candidly, where we live louder? You know, what do you think has marked this change? Um, I think women just really are tired of trying to fit into this mold of the perfection. I really think we just, we're sick of it. <laughs> we like, and we're like, why do we have to? When everybody else is walking around just, you know, being who they are, which is, you know, it's fine. But I just think we as Black women are kind of just sick of, of feeling like we need to do that. Or women in general, just feeling like we need to present ourselves a certain way. And I'm so proud of that. And 
I could be honest and say I would I was not at that place when I started. Most definitely. I was still trying to present myself in a way, even though my album title was fearless. I had so much fear. I still do. But like Mm. it, it wasn't easy coming out, being a black girl, being a thick black girl and singing how I sang and like mm-hmm. that, that all of that was was very hard to do but this last time coming out with seeing these women like be so bold and and so unapologetically themselves helped me so much and it's continuously helping me and I just want to help the next generation of women be like girl you're fine just the way you are and rock that shit and and that's why I always mention like Cardi B and and Lizzo because they were so instru- they are so instrumental, I feel like, in women, period, just owning who they are. And um, that's where I'm at, especially in my 30s. And I'm still working through some things. Like it's a it's a it's a constant struggle to love yourself, but you just gotta you gotta show up for yourself every day. And and that's what I'm trying to do. And that's what I want for women. Like you don't have to be perfect, but just show up. Show up. And I'll have more from my conversation with Jasmine Sullivan after this short break. This message comes from our 2021 lead sponsor of NPR Music, State Farm. To celebrate their surprisingly great rates, State Farm invites you to discover the surprisingly great genre, Boston hip-hop. It's not just your everyday hip-hop with a thick Boston accent. Boston hip-hop is known for its gritty beat, DIY stages, and underground music scene. It actually got its start at Harvard and MIT's radio stations. This beat's got brains and beauty. Make sure to check out Boston hip-hop, then check out State Farm's surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. Ready for a new ride, but not sure where to start? Try the tool designed to make car shopping and financing easier. With Capital One Auto Navigator, you can find a car and get pre-qualified instantly. Then see your real rate and monthly payment without impacting your credit score. It's so simple, you might feel like you're taking the easy way out. That's because you are. Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Autonavigator. What did you learn most about yourself on the other side of making this project? I just went to an award show while I was feeling real uncomfortable. I had gained, I've gained like maybe 30 pounds since I um, came out like last year or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. You know, my clothes fit a little different now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm up there. I'm in the front, which is weird for me to be, period. I feel like all eyes are on me and I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm looking at all the other celebrities. I'm like, these bitches don't eat carbs, huh? They just got, <laughs> <you know? laughs> They've been prepping for this for months, huh? I'm feeling that way. And I'm just like, Jasmine. Listen, baby girl, if you're going to talk about it, you got to be about it. If you're going to tell mm-hmm. women they got to love themselves and you won't have to, too. And I, I wrote this project for women to love themselves no matter what stage of life that they're in. You have to love yourself, especially because society would have us, and especially Black women, not love anything about ourselves. And... Showing up for myself and being like, I don't feel that great, but I'm here. Celebrate yourself right now. You worked hard to be here. If there is something you want to change, change it. But don't don't love yourself less in this moment. Don't beat yourself up. Yeah, it's a balance of speaking power into yourself, but also giving yourself grace, too. What's one song we could play that 
that speaks to that balance that we're talking about. I actually do have a song that I probably would say would speak to that more that I haven't put out, but um, maybe Lost Ones. Let's just play that one. That's a great choice. You know when you lost one, a good one, you know when you lost one. Go out and fuck different people to cope and ignore our precautions. You drink and you drink and get faded, you feel like this your only options. That's one of the raw, the rawest songs I think I've written where you just like just being brutally honest and working through some things. <laughs> and pleading for stuff you know is not going to happen, but you just got to say it, you know? Yeah, you just got you to say exactly how you feel and, and admit some hard truths to yourself as well. Like, you know, I know what I'm asking is <laughs> a lot and you probably won't give it to me, but I'm going to ask anyway. Mm-hmm. What are what are some other discourses you want to tap into or stereotypes you want to break down? Probably Precious's tale. To be honest, money makes me come. Like I feel like when I see a man thriving out here hustling in many different ways, that turns me on more than anything. Like I'm not dealing with anyone who does not have money because I know my worth. And my childhood plays a big role in this. Me not having stuff as a child me wanting more out of life, it plays a big role in this. Growing up, that just gave me the ambitious, okay, I'm gonna get my own and I'm gonna be able to stand on my own, but I'm not gonna deal with anyone unless they can contribute to what I'm doing. I'm not about to be sitting around being here for no broke nigga when I know it's niggas out here that are cash on me, sorry. I really wanted to touch on the stigma around like the gold digger woman and, mm. and um, even my own judgments throughout the years with women who were like super flashy and just into that type of lifestyle and unpacking that and again finding out the whys of why she would live her life that way so that we can have these conversations and, and you know give grace to each other open like when you find out the why of something you you will understand why people move the way they do she relates it to something more structural than what people perceive to be like the shallow aspirations that's what i that's again I love the layers that get unpacked. Right. Because all we see is the shallowness. That's all we're, that's from the outside. All we can do is judge them from, you know, how they're moving. But everybody has a reason for why they do things. And we, we all need to just give people grace and be like, be open enough to let people share their stories and let you know, you might learn something. That was Jasmine Sullivan talking about her latest release, and NPR Music's pick for Album of the Year, Hotels. You can find way more coverage of Jasmine, including an amazing Tiny Desk Home concert, on our website, npr.org slash music. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Sydney Madden. Said it all, I'm judging my body. Wondering what I did to lose you. Why in the hell you ain't choosing why you don't?